Welcome to another episode of Locked On 49ers. We are going live. Changing my audio inputs and outputs there. There we go. That is the way it's supposed to sound. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this live episode of Locked On 49ers. Getting you ready for Monday Night Football. 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. Croc is going to be joining me shortly. He is uh, doing his NFL coverage here with Sunday Night Football. Finishing up everything from week four except for the 49ers and the Rams Monday night football getting into the chat a little bit, a little bit of a Q and a the latest on the injury report for the 49ers and a couple of X factors for the 49ers heading into week four Monday night football. that could help them beat those Los Angeles Rams coming up right now. You are locked on 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock here with you. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than your prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com promo code Locked On. Yes, Michael is correct. Hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, that is the thing to do here on uh, on Locked On 49ers. Appreciate everybody jumping in on the chat. A lot of folks here already on this late Sunday evening, uh, getting into Monday morning, getting pumped for. Monday Night Football and the 49ers. And when we left you guys on Friday with the keys to victory, like we always do, we kind of forgot. It's like, oh, yeah, we got another episode to go before Monday Night Football even happens. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Uh, Michael says the studio looks nice. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much there, Michael. Love seeing everybody here in the chat. There are definitely some X factors for the 49ers in this game. Daniel Brunskill is one of them. Rick says, how long till Daniel Brunskill is starting over under three quarters? Yeah, and I don't know if he's going to start in this game, um, but it is nice to have him back. And and if Aaron Donald is wrecking the 49ers in the middle of that defense, I don't care if it's left guard, right guard, center. If it's left tackle, Brunskill is going to be available. And I want to see him in there because he does such a good job against the Los Angeles Rams. And for some reason, Aaron Donald, I don't know why he is David defeating Goliath when it comes to that matchup, but he, but he is so good. And it's nice that this is the week that Brunskill is finally over that hamstring injury and he will be available for the, uh, for the 49ers. So checking in on the rest of the injury report for the 49ers, those players that are already out of this one and, and no surprise on a lot of these. It's rough that the 49ers aren't going to have linebacker Aziz Al Shair in this one. He's got a knee injury from last week. He is not going to play. Ty Davis Price and Tyler Croft have been out for a little while with their um, respective injuries. Ty Davis Price has the high ankle and, and Tyler Croft has a knee injury that they suffered in week two. Uh, Tarvarius Moore has a hamstring injury. He will be out. So we'll see if the 49ers elevate maybe Dante Johnson or somebody else to give him some depth at safety. And then Trent Williams. Good news on Trent Williams this week. He has a high ankle sprain as well, but I think the quote was he'll be back in no time. So they haven't put Trent Williams on IR, so that means they believe the injury could be less than four weeks. So really good sign that the 49ers might have Trent Williams back sooner than later, and it will be Colton McKivitz filling in at left tackle for um, for 
Trent Williams in week four on Monday Night Football. Some questionables for the 49ers this week. It would be really nice to have either or both of uh, interior defensive lineman Eric Armstead, who's been dealing with a foot injury, and Javon Kinlaw, whose knee flared up on him. He had a surgically repaired knee. He's been dealing with his knee back since his college days. Uh, and, you know, he had a little bit of an injury in week one. I think it was his ankles and got him retaped, and he was back in the game. He hasn't looked as explosive as he did in training camp and even in the beginning of that game. And so I wonder if that's part of it, and he's sort of wearing down in the lower body. But now uh, dealing with that knee injury is Javon Kinlaw. He is questionable for this game. And tight end Ross Dwelly has a rib injury. He is questionable. So, oh, and uh, Danny Gray's doubtful. So, you know, doubtful usually means you don't play. And Danny Gray's been sort of uh, on the cusp of being inactive most weeks because he's he's not been a part of the game plan anyway. So if, if there is any sort of an injury and any doubt with him, I'm sure Danny Gray will be inactive and not suit up for the 49ers on, uh, on Monday night against those Los Angeles Rams. I'm interested to see what the chat feels about this one and who you think some secret superstars might be in this game for the 49ers. BSE says Dante Johnson and Malik Turner most likely elevated. That, that would make a lot of sense, if, especially if Tarvarius can't go and Danny Gray can't go. Malik Turner's got some value on special teams, so it is you know useful to have him on the field and in uniform. And Dante Johnson can play so many positions. Uh, similar story there. <laughs> BSE also says Brunskill just gets in his way. I mean, that's that is a talent. It's not easy to get in Aaron Donald's way. That is one of the most difficult things to do in the NFL since Aaron Donald was drafted is to just get in his way. So that is um that's that's a talent on its own for Daniel Brunskill. Just being smart, being you know, a positional blocker and, and being in the right place, I think it's important. And the 49ers have some youth and some uncertainty up front. So Brunskill's gonna be the first man up. And, and I think he does have that ability to be at worst a sixth man for the 49ers offensive line. And he might be one of the best five. So does he find his way back into the starting lineup? But just judging by before his hamstring injury, Daniel Brunskill wasn't one of the starters for the 49ers throughout camp. He was kind of backing up and competing with that center spot. And so unless Brendel or unless Burford or Aaron Banks uh, are either injured or, or playing poorly, I don't think we'll see Daniel Brunskill, and that'll be actually a good sign for the 49ers if we don't see, see Brunskill, because that'll mean they're handling things okay up front. I mean, that's one of the biggest questions going into this game. It was our number one key to victory on Friday when we did our, our latest podcast. It's scary. It's scary what the 49ers are dealing with up front. The Rams are dealing with it as well. They might have a couple new starters this week against the Niners, and the Niners' front is scary in its own right, uh, especially if they get Kinlaw and Eric Armstead back in this game. Those guys questionable. So those are some real keys, and if you want to beat the Rams, if you want to beat a lot of teams in the NFL, you got to win those matchups up front. It's really important. So the, um, that's where everything starts, and it has started that way for a long time uh, in the NFL and football pretty much on every level. If you got the horses, it makes everything else so much easier. And you can let those position players and those those stars shine at the other positions on the field. How about this one? With the victory for the Seahawks and the Cardinals in week four, those teams both now two and two in the division. If the 49ers beat the Rams, everybody will be two and two. It'll be two and two for the Rams, two and two for the Niners, two and two for the Cardinals, two and two for the Seahawks. Seahawks, it'll be a shotgun start. 13 weeks, four, four down, 13 weeks to go, and let's see who wins this thing. So that's where it's going to be, and that's important for the 49ers because it's either you're 500 and you're tied with everybody in the division, 
Or if the 49ers lose this game, now they're one and three. Rams are three and one. Now you're two games behind the Los Angeles Rams. So this is a really big game early in the season for the 49ers, a big barometer. See if they can beat a good team because they really haven't been challenged yet. And they still are one and two. They haven't pl- they've played three pretty bad, especially looking now uh, at where the Bears are at and how they're playing, where the Broncos are at and how they're playing. Those teams look even worse than we thought coming into the year. Probably. I mean, I don't think anybody thought the Bears were going to be any good this year. They most people thought they'd be competing for the number one pick in the draft, but they're still two and two and they have a better record than the 49ers and they haven't played well and they didn't look good this week either. So uh it's really important for the 49ers to win this game to to keep pace and then you're you're feeling pretty good about where you're at in the nfc 500 after four weeks and uh, some winnable games coming up on the schedule although we know what that is when it's winnable it's not always winnable in the nfl how it looks on paper is not always what it actually is in reality how about this though the 49ers even though they are one and two right now and everybody else in the division has two wins going into monday night football The 49ers are the only team in the NFC West that has a plus point differential on the season. The 49ers are plus 10 points on the season. The Los Angeles Rams at two and one are minus nine points on the season after that blowout in week one. And they have had a couple tight ones since then in their couple of victories. The Arizona Cardinals are two and two. They're minus 15 points on the season. And the Seattle Seahawks, who won this week narrowly in a shootout, an oddball shootout against the Lions, 48-45, the Seattle Seahawks have a minus 20 point differential on the season. So the 49ers at plus 10 are the only team on the positive side on points for and points against so far through three games. And we'll see if they can keep that up. And if the 49ers can uh, tie things up in the NFC West at two and two with everybody else after Monday night football and week four. All right, next let's get into the chat. Let's have some fun here. What do you guys want to see on Monday night football? Do you think there's any secret superstars in this game? Some things that could turn the tides for those San Francisco 49ers against the Rams coming up next. Next up, a message from our friends at Prize Picks. And man, you could have made some money on Prize Picks, by the way. Uh, taking the uh, the more thans on a lot of the Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs offensive numbers on Sunday night football, putting up 41 on the Tampa Bay Bucks. And um, I, I love the the format at prize picks. It's super easy. You pick two to five players, and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you win. And the more of those two to five you pick, if you pick five, you get a better shot at winning up to 10 times your money on that entry if they all hit. No competing against other people either. It's just you versus those projections available at prize picks. So you're not in a pool with a bunch of sharks and it's you against a thousand people. It's mano we mano, you against the projections from the folks at prize picks. Prize picks offers projections on not just NFL football either, college football, all of college sports, basketball, you name it, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, uh, college, everything, uh, tennis, NASCAR, Esports, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, you name it. There's a ton more even that you can uh, have some fun with and play that day, daily fantasy sports at prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. How easy? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and withdrawals are always safe and fast. So download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code 
locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts giving you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the chat a little bit and have some fun. I love seeing all of you in here and, and getting ready for a little Monday night football, more primetime action for those San Francisco 49ers this week. Michael said, here is his key to, to winning this game for the 49ers. Throw on first down, committee running backs, feed Kittle, Debo, and Iuke at 15 to 20 yards outside the numbers. Okay, well, that's a lot. That's a lot, Michael, and I like it, but – we know that that's not the strength that w- whatever sauce that Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo have cooked up over the last five years, um, heavy targeting 15 to 20 yards outside the numbers has almost never happened. So I, I would love to see more of that. And I think Jimmy wants to play free and he wants to to take some of those chances. Have they figured out what's going on? I know they both downplayed the comments that, you know, the the lip reading during the, uh, during Sunday night football last week from Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think throwing on first down is key because the 49ers have become a little bit run, run pass heavy and and predictable on offense in that regard. So if you throw a little bit more on first down, does that make, make that second down run easier? Can you run on third down now instead of first down because you've got a third and short? Does it make those third down passes easier? Are you getting more first down? So you end up actually running the football more because you're throwing on first down instead of running on first down so you have more first downs you just have more possessions more time with the ball and you're able to wear down that defense and that's key the body blows and that's when the 49ers are on right when they're really moving the ball when they're getting first downs they're delivering body body blows after body blow to the opposing defenses and, and can wear them down and go win that game in the fourth quarter i think that's key for the 49ers and they haven't been super successful running the ball in early downs so yeah, let's let's get some chunk yardage. Let's get a let's play a little bit more free on first downs. Throw it more. Get some more yardage there to make second and third down easier. Keep the chains moving. Keep that offense on the field. But yeah, yeah, feed Debo, feed Kittle, and Ayuk. I want to see more from him down the field. I want to see some more separation. And I do think there's a chance for the 49ers to have some more explosive plays in this game against that defense from the Los Angeles Rams. Jose says, "How come uh, Mahomes don't get hurt?" Running around doing all the stupid stuff he does is not fair. Shaking my head. <laughs> so it's funny because I I've been really the last couple of weeks watching, and I thought the same thing watching Sunday Night Football, watching Mahomes run around, and I've been thinking that, and almost exclusively, especially the top quarterbacks in the league, I'm watching them and watching how they run. If they get hit, if they don't get hit, how they're utilized, just because of what we've seen with, you know, and sensationally with, you know how much Kyle Shanahan was blamed. And I put some blame on Kyle Shanahan and I still do because you watch Patrick Mahomes. Does he take a bunch of hits? He does get hit a little bit. He puts himself in harm's way sometimes, but he's not putting himself in really, really difficult harms, harmful situations. I would say Josh Allen's the closest to where the usage was with, with Trey Lance, but it was almost half as much too as Trey Lance getting hit. So Trey Lance was getting hit more than all these guys. And there's a skill to it. 
And I think that comes with playing more, which is where, you know, Lance might not have been as dynamic of a runner as the 49ers hoped or as, you know, the way they used him. He's not maybe up to that. And then just feeling the game and being natural as a runner and knowing how to get hit, knowing how to not get hit, knowing how to get down. He just hasn't experienced that. He hasn't played a lot of football. So naturally not moving in a way to preserve himself is another part of it. And you see that throughout the league with all the quarterbacks. And, and I'm with you. I've, I've been watching and paying even more attention than before to all of these quarterbacks for that very reason, Jose. And uh, it is a little frustrating. And, you know, there's luck involved, too, because any one hit could hurt any of these guys. But they're all getting hit less. And they're all better at not getting hit when they do have the ball and they're not getting pounded inside as much as often per play as Trey Lance was with the 49ers. Funkadelic916 says, what happened to that little Marshall that used to be in the background? Well, I moved. I, I'm in a different home now. My Marshall is actually in storage because my new office, my new office is a little smaller and I'm it's a still in work in progress. Our entire, I mean, we've got work going on in the driveway and the building a new garage and we've got landscaping going on and the office is kind of like taking a back seat once i got some sound panels up and uh you know th there's there's more to come with with everything i've got here maybe put some things display behind me but um yeah i'm in a new home and in a new place and that is why it looks different than it used to here at uh, at studio peacock i love this J and K Howard says, Hey everyone, nude YouTube for locked on, but listen on Spotify all the time. 49ers fans since 72 go Niners. I love that. A Niners fan since before I was alive. I love hearing that. And thank you so much for jumping on YouTube just to catch live shows like this. And if you are listening in your car on your way to work on Monday morning, and you've never been involved in any of the live streams we do or never caught us on youtube or you just want to see what we actually look like when croc and i are talking about the 49ers yeah check it out and, and make sure you're subscribed up to locked on 49ers on youtube it's a whole lot of fun and i appreciate you guys all the new listeners and all the listeners that have been with us for for years and years on the audio only formats All right, let's see. Uh, yeah, talking about the the quarterback running stuff. Spy versus Spy says Pat is all around better. All the injuries thus far have all been on Lance. I mean, yeah. So if you if you're not good at protect, protecting yourself and you're being put in that position more often than other quarterbacks, I mean, it's just a numbers game, right? You're just playing. You're just rolling. It's roulette. You're rolling the wheel, and, and you're seeing what comes up. And um, and the more often you you roll it, the more likely you are to get hurt. Let's see here. Jalen Hurts averaging 13 carries for what it's worth. Yeah, and, and that'll be uh record breaking if that continues. I don't think it will. But again, look at the look at the carries. Look how he's he's used. He's in space a lot more. He's getting hit less. So if you're just counting how often per play guys are getting hit, Trey Lance was pretty much as you know more than anybody in modern history. I asked the question a little bit earlier, and I saw a few of you guys talking about Jordan uh, Jordan Mason. And uh, I brought that up before we actually went live about Jordan Mason. That's one of them for me is Jordan Mason. I want to see him get the football. I want to see he's had one carry so far in his career for seven yards. And he looked good. He looked exactly on that one carry how he looked in the preseason. He runs hard. I think he he runs very similarly to how 
Jeff Wilson runs, but I think he's got just a little more. Maybe just maybe it's just younger legs, right? Both of these guys were undrafted free agents coming out of college, and he's got a little something to him. I want to see him getting mixed in because, uh, first of all, you like we mentioned earlier, throw the ball a little bit on first downs. Maybe Let, let's get the chains moving a little bit. That'll allow you to run the ball more, even though you're not just you know pounding your head into a wall on first down um, to get carries. And I want to see Jordan Mason mixed in. I want to see a little bit more dynamism at the running back position. He's He played well in the preseason. He earned the spot. Um, great one, seven, six, five says here, how, and how did we whiff on not drafting running back Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round pick with four, four three speed shaking my head? Yeah, that's exactly why. That's exactly why you don't need to draft running backs early because there's Isaiah Pacheco's in the seventh round. There is... Um, there is Elijah Mitchell's in the sixth round. There is Jordan Mason's that are undrafted. Matt Breida's that are undrafted. There are Raheem Mostert's that are undrafted. That's why you don't have to spend a lot because these guys get hurt so often and the replacement level is so high at the running back position. You can find Isaiah Pacheco's. And yeah, it would have been nice to have a little Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, you know who else was uh, had a really big day for rookie running backs was the, uh, the guy in Houston, Pierce, Damian Pierce, who had an awesome game for... Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw what a 75 yard touchdown run he had. I think he had 130 plus rushing yards on the game. He was a fourth round pick. He was still available when the 49ers drafted Ty Davis Price. This isn't to say Ty Davis Price isn't going to be good, but you don't have to draft running backs early. And if you do draft a running back early, he better be dynamic. He better be awesome. And he better be good in the passing game and the running game. You know, he, he better be that. And even when you do hit, you look at the New York Giants with Saquon Barkley and you look at the Carolina Panthers with. Uh, to Christian McCaffrey and uh, you know how quickly Todd Gurley rose and fell in the NFL and he was hurt already coming into the league and the, you know those guys are amazing and talented but how many games did those teams win because of those running backs it, it, it's it, you don't win because of your running back you win because of other things that allow your running back to be good and running backs are so replaceable you should be trying to find those Isaiah Pacheco's every single year uh, and the 49ers have actually done a pretty good job of, of finding those guys late and one of the reasons is Bobby Turner, who has not been with the 49ers since leaving because of health reasons, but he is back this week. Could he be an X factor for the 49ers? Speaking about that running game, we'll get into a little bit of that next and uh, jump into some more of this live Q&A chat here, uh, getting ready for Monday Night Football in week four. You know what? We haven't talked a lot about Built Bars recently. I got a package last week from Built Bar, and I was like, yes, here we go. We're going to be talking a lot about Built Bar next week. I'm excited. I'm already halfway through my box. Just had one just before my back nine playing golf on Saturday, which is my only day off these days, and had a good time out there um, at Indian Valley Golf Course, which was a, which was a fun one, and, and shout out to the fellas I was with out there. Uh, if you haven't tried Built Bar yet or Built Bar Puffs, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate, and Built Bar has done it again. More cookie dough chunk puffs available at Built.com. They are light and chewy in texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and somehow only 160 calories, but they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Most Built Bars have only 130 to 150 calories and up to 18, 19 grams of protein in them. All you got to do is go to built.com, snag yourself a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. You can feel good about reaching for that treat versus any other treats you might have in your pantry, at your desk, at work, maybe at the glove box of your car. Uh, make sure you have something that 
keeps you going throughout the day with all that protein, but that is low in calorie and low in sugar. That is the combination you should be looking for. And Built Bar has it, and it does have the taste as well. I don't know how they're able to do it. Most Built Bars are actually covered in 100% real chocolate, which seals the deal because chocolate lovers are the ones that are left out a lot of times when you're trying to reach for a snack. And it's not some brown-flavored stuff. It's legitimate 100% chocolate that envelops most Built Bars. So you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. You're going to love all of the classic flavors. My favorite is the peanut butter, whatever you want to do flavor wise, they have it. You can get a mixed box at Built Bars. And if you need a snack or uh, you want to power your workout, late night treat, you know, you're replacing a quick lunch that you missed at work, whatever it is, Built is the perfect protein bar option and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Dot com. Miles says the next few weeks will be huge for us. How we see, uh, how, will we see things play out right now? I'm not too optimistic, but I hope I'm totally wrong. I'm pretty optimistic about the way things look for the 49ers going forward, because when we did this thing preseason and projected this thing out for the 49ers, we thought, you know, week three and four would be kind of tough, and week one or two should be wins, and the 49ers with a young young quarterback would be in a good place if they're 500 after four weeks after this Rams game. And that's where the 49ers still have the opportunity to be. But this is a big one. They've got to win this one against the Rams on Monday night first to get there. Then you've got the Panthers and the Falcons that are that – are, you're not just going to roll over the Panthers and the Falcons. They've proven that this year. But those are teams you should beat. The 49ers are better than the Panthers and Falcons in just about every category of their teams. And we've seen the Falcons play a lot of teams tight, even though I thought they might be picking number one overall in the NFL draft this year, including narrowly almost beating the, the Rams a couple of weeks ago. So they're on the road at the Panthers and the Falcons the next two weeks. Then you've got the Chiefs and the Rams again, doubling up on the Rams early in the season. Then the Chargers, who have a... Uh, a, a hurt quarterback. Then you have the Cardinals. The Saints are much worse than I think we thought they were going to be coming into the year. Then the Miami Dolphins coming up a little bit later in the season. So um, really where the 49ers are before that buy. And again, if they split, if they're able to, again, go four and four or go, yeah, basically four and four for the season leading into the, the week nine buy, if they're 500 after this week and then they win a couple against the Rams and the Falcons, then maybe even lose to the Chiefs and the Rams. You'll still be in good shape. Be 500 at the bye before that Chargers game. Then you've got Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins still be 500. The key is to being within striking distance to go on a run the last few weeks of the season when you're facing the last four Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals. The 49ers could go win all four of those games. The 49ers have to be in a position where, okay, we can go make the playoffs. You can't be a sub 500 team going into those last four games to where you have to win out or you're not even, you don't even have a shot at making the playoffs. You got to be in a position where you can win three out of four of those and just, and know that you're going to be in. That's where the 49ers need to be. It's not an easy schedule at all, but there is, a, there's games that the 49ers should win on this schedule if they play like we know they can. And we haven't even seen the 49ers play like we know they can. They've, they've not played great football. They've been a, a half a team so far. They've played bad offense and good defense pretty much every week so far this year. So um, when the 49ers start to put it all together and figure some things out on offense, and remember it started slow last year, the three and five start, I think the 49ers are going to be in okay shape, but yeah, they, they've got to get going. We, <laughs> 
as Rick says, stay positive, 49ers faithful. You can be loyal and real at the same time. Uh, I think that is well said there. Absolutely. Andre says, Jimmy, just bad. 49ers should be 3-0, and but with such a crappy-looking offense, they won't win much. All these teams score mad points while we're stuck in 1994 running the ball four times <laughs> and kicking threes. Um, I, I know it is frustrating, but we know like the 49ers are better on offense than they've been. We've the 49ers went to a Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback. Like and the 49ers offense in, in some ways could be better than we saw them in that Super Bowl season. It could be better than it was last year. Niners right now have a healthy Debo, healthy Kittle, and Ayuk. The offensive line, a little sketchy. The, the running game's got to help out a lot. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not gonna play as bad as he did last week. He might not lift the 49ers to new heights. But they're, they're going to be better on offense than what we saw last week. So I, I don't think it's doomsday for the 49ers offense. And they don't have to be amazing either. They don't have to put up 40 points. They just got to score a couple times, right? They just got to put up more than 10. I mean, if the 49ers offense could just, you know, score two touchdowns and kick two field goals, they'd be 3-0 right now. And they'd probably walk, waltz into the playoffs moonwalking. You know, it'd be it'd be easy. So the, the, the defense is playing at such a high level. The bar's not high for the offense. They just got to be better than they were last week, and I absolutely think they will be. I've seen a lot of it this, this week with uh, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. How long till Brock Purdy sees the field? Sean asks the question. I mean, Brock Purdy... I, yeah, you have to hope he's not seeing the field. You're, you're, you can't because I, I like Brock Purdy. I think he's gonna be. I think he'd be a solid backup for a long time. But if you need to go to your seventh round rookie quarterback to win games to get in the playoffs, that's a pretty bleak situation. I can't think of a time that ever happened. Even when Tom Brady became great, it wasn't his rookie season as a sixth rounder. He's like, okay, cool. Let's go win a Super Bowl, guys, right? Like it was the second year before he started doing anything. So um, a rookie seventh rounder that is limited physically from a you know a high-end standpoint from some of the other star quarterbacks we've seen in the league, that's why he projects as a backup quarterback. Uh, could he eventually be better or as good as Jimmy Garoppolo has been in his career? I think he could. Yeah, he, he shows some promise for sure. And he made the team for a reason for the 49ers. But you're going to hang your hopes on a rookie seventh round quarterback. That's just disaster waiting to happen. Uh, we, we saw how rough it was for Trey Lance. And we've seen cor- rookie quarterbacks around the league. Kenny Pickett for the Steelers got his shot in the middle of the game uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. And Mitch Trubisky finally getting benched at halftime. And it was the rookie first rounder, Kenny Pickett, who's played a lot of football, was supposed to be the most NFL ready quarterback this year. Comes in 10 of 13, pretty good, right? Well, except for those three incompletions were all interceptions. So he basically, you know, no balls hit the ground. He completed 10 of 13 and then the other three were interceptions. So um, it, it, it's tough for rookies in the NFL. You don't, you do not want to have to, rely on one and you shouldn't be rooting for Brock Purdy to be in for the 49ers because that could be that could end very poorly even though I like Brock Purdy and maybe he does have some magic who knows in a, in a Nick Mullins sort of a way in a, in a short short stretch what you really want if you're a 49ers fan you need Kyle and Jimmy to get it right and and lead this team somewhere Jimmy regress. I don't know if Jimmy's regressed uh, he he went through a whole offseason where he didn't play a lot he he literally played what like one week's worth of practices as a starter so three practices 
before week three's game as a starter. He'd have take uh, he'd taken some reps as a backup, the scout team stuff, and then he didn't have any reps all spring long since he had that injury from last season. So there's going to be some rustiness and uh, timing wise. I think Kyle Shanahan's offense is, is one where you need more timing. There's more timing involved than maybe some other offenses. So I think we'll see a jump in play, even if it's the same Jimmy physically. And, and I think the 49ers are going to be a lot better because of it. Like he can't play as bad. He, he was so bad last week. That offense was unacceptable. It's not going to be that bad. And if it's going to be that bad, then, you know, we probably will end up seeing Brock Purdy and it probably won't look a lot better with a rookie seventh rounder. It's just, that's just the reality of the situation. And the thing is the offense doesn't have to play that good. And I think the 49ers will play much better on offense very soon, probably starting this week. And then we'll be like, okay, we're all right. Great defense. You know, there's some elements on offense and and we're going to, you're going to be fine. I think that's the way 49ers fans are going to feel after Monday night football, but it's a big game and this is a good team. And the 49ers could certainly lose and all of a sudden be two games back in the NFC West. Andre says you got backups like Gino Cooper rush throwing for 300 yards and a pair of touchdowns while Jimmy is running out of the back of the end zone. Jimmy throws for 300. If you combine three games, a lot of Jimmy hate, a lot of Jimmy hate. A lot of Jimmy hate. Anybody have anything positive to say about Jimmy Garoppolo or the 49ers offense? Don't you think Jimmy can do what he's always done, get the ball out quick if he's got enough time and facilitate the catch and run stuff for for Debo Samuel, for George Kittle? Like that's the that's the recipe, right? Like Jimmy doesn't need to throw for 300 yards. Jimmy just needs to not turn the ball over multiple times, hit what's there when it's open, let Kyle leak out a few tight ends and 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 fullbacks in a few uh spots get Debo in space a few times that's all you need the defense is so good they're going to be giving the ball back to the 49ers and the Rams are worse too the, the Rams are a, a worse team and the 49ers were were two and one against them last year and were very close uh you know a famous tart dropped interception from potentially beating the Rams in the NFC championship game and going to the Super Bowl so there is an aspect of Kyle Shanahan having Sean McVay's number. And the Rams are worse. And the 49ers, I think, on defense are better. And the 49ers on offense just haven't found... I Like Jimmy talked about the rhythm, and I think he's pretty accurate about that. Wh- whatever you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo, there's going to be more there. There's going to be more in space. There's going to be more plays made than last week. It's just been so bad so far this year. You're changing quarterbacks, you know, so quickly, and it, it's going to grow. The offense is for sure going to grow. Rams have zero explosiveness on offense. BSE says, yeah, it's like it's Cooper Cup and nothing else. It's I, I was I thought like this is the first time in Allen Robinson's career he's had a good quarterback going back to call yeah, like Hackenberg, Blake Bortles, rookie Justin Fields. He's been in a really bad place with his quarterbacks his entire career. I thought he would blow up this year with Matthew Stafford, like basically the first time he's ever played with a good quarterback. And he looks done. He looks cooked. Is I, I wouldn't be worried at all about Allen Robinson right now. It's Cooper Cup and nobody else. Now, the 49ers had a tough time uh, covering Cooper Cup when it was only the Cooper Cup show against the 49ers last time. Uh, but they'll be good against the run. They're going to make things tight. They're going to make tight windows for Stafford. And we know Stafford's going to throw the ball to the other team. So the 49ers have to be opportunistic when Stafford does throw them the football. 
keep giving the ball back to the 49ers offense. They're going to break some runs here. They're going to, they're going to make some plays run after catch. And I think, I think Jimmy might even surprise some folks this week. They might pop one deep. We might get one over the top. Although Danny Gray is not going to be out there for the 49ers this week. Poo Poo says, Kyle designs his offenses to beat McVay. He might. I think there's a little grudge there. I think there might be a little extra. Uh, there might be uh, a lot extra, in fact, uh, that he puts into his game plans against Sean McVay and those Los Angeles Rams. And for whatever reason, he's he's at his number, for sure. And I think it helps the defense because they know how to play against that Sean McVay offense. Bobby Turner. I'm excited for this one. Bobby Turner is back in the 49ers building this week. Uh, I love that he's healthy enough to be back in the building with the 49ers, former running, running backs coach. I know Anthony Lynn is in-house as the running backs coach now, but I wonder if just having him in the room, and he's been so good with those running backs, will you know just add, add a little step to the 49ers running game this week. I, I hope it does because I like Bobby Turner. And I think he is a running back whisperer. He's such a good coach. He's such a, a good uh, evaluator of talent, too. So many of those steals the 49ers have had at running back are because Bobby Turner recognized them and, and recommended the 49ers pick them up as undrafted free agents. And uh, and it's not to say that Anthony Lynn hasn't been a, a good coach since he's been here with the 49ers, but just there's so much continuity lost in the 49ers coaching staff. They lost there was a new running backs coach, new quarterbacks coach, new wide receivers coach, new special teams coordinator, new tight ends coach. Like that's a ton. The offensive coordinator gone. The guy who's been with Kyle Shanahan for his entire career, Mike McDaniel, is gone. Like the, they need some more continuity. Someone who's been in the building knows what's going on, can put it on the tape and be like, what are we doing here? We got to do this and this. And so I think Bobby Turner can really be a helpful voice for the 49ers offense, even if he's not back in a full-time running backs coach role. The 49ers lost so many assistants. I think that's another part of the growing pains that no one's really talking about with these 49ers. So uh, I'm excited that Bobby Turner is back just for his, you know, his health and, and his personal well-being. But I think he'd help the 49ers just have that, you know, that veteran voice again, that because he's been with the Shanahan's for so long and Mike McDaniel's been with Kyle for so long and there's a lot of new voices. Um, I think the 49ers are going to settle in here on offense and, and start playing a lot better football. And we'll see if that does happen for the 49ers on Monday night football against those Los Angeles Rams. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Of course, Croc and I will be going live immediately following Monday night football to break it all down with you. Make sure you're subscribed up on the YouTube channel, Locked On 49ers, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find this show for your second listen by the way make sure you check out the peacock and williamson nfl show daily right here on the locked on podcast network myself and former espn writer and nfl scout matt williamson breaking down the entire league every single day croc and i will be back with you after the game right here locked on 49ers <laughs> 